Want to hear how I hurt my foot? I do want to hear how you hurt your foot. I was putting on my shoe. That is the beginning of the end of the story. up david this is episode number 15 the emperor's new groove Woo! hi Kristen. hello hi hallie hello some facts about the emperor's new groove it came out in the year 2000 it features the voice talent of david spade john goodman eartha kitt patrick warburton and wendy malick i recognize john goodman's voice right away for some reason i guess i've seen him in a bunch of like coen brothers movies and I knew Patrick Warburton from The Tick. I looked this up. He was oh, in The Tick. Oh. And he was in The Venture Brothers. That, he was in The Venture Brock Brothers. His face. I didn't even think I yeah. didn't even think about The Venture Brothers when you asked what, what could I possibly have known him from? It's a, it's a cartoon. Oh. It's based off of Shiny Quest. Yeah. Sort of. It's based off of like adventure cartoons, yeah. but it's an adult swim sort of. Who's Johnny Quest? Boomerang? Oh. With the hair? He's got, he, it's blonde. He's, he's got, yeah. he's got, he wears he's like got a black. And the glasses? There is a character with glasses, but it's not. I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah. He's, he's an old, like, Hanna-Barbera Hanna cartoon. Like from, 60s? Yeah, from yeah. the 60s or whatever. Yeah. He's got a dog named Spot? Is that it? Is that his name? He has spots on him. Oh, no. Or is the dog named, their last name is Quest. Yes. So the dog's name probably isn't also Quest. I don't think so. And he's got his friend, who I think is of Indian descent. I was Haji. thinking Haji. Yeah. of Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Yeah, no, that's somebody totally different. It's someone different. But you know what? I can see it because Johnny Bravo is just a slightly bigger version of Johnny Quest. Kind because of. Johnny Quest is larger and dumber. And wears the black yeah. shirt and is 10, and Johnny Bravo is an adult. Johnny Quest had one season and lasted only six months. Did it really? Yeah. September 18th, 1964 to March 11th, 1965. I mean, I watched reruns, so I never questioned why there weren't new ones, because it was from the 60s, and I am a child of the 90s. There was a New Adventures of Johnny Quest cartoon that took place. It was in, like, the late 90s or early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. I enjoyed me some Johnny Quest. It was good. I remember liking that one a lot. Anyways... The Venture Brothers. The Venture Brothers. <laughs> and Patrick, Patrick Warburton. That's how I knew him. He's also in those National Car Rental commercials, yeah. which I only, I, <laughs> I didn't realize, but I looked at his, his uh, Wikipedia page, and there it is. The Emperor's New Groove was a box office disappointment for Disney, but it took off when released for home media, later becoming the best-selling DVD of 2001. Well, good for Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. What were the other movies back. selling in 2001? What did it beat out? I don't know. Okay. But that's what I know. (laughs) (laughs) It was also nominated for an Academy Award for Best Song for My Funny Friend and Me, which was sung by Sting, but it lost to Bob Dylan, like you do. (laughs) In case you haven't seen it, the Emperor's new group follows the selfish Emperor Cusco, recently turned into a llama by his scheming advisor, Yzma, 
Cusco wants to build himself a summer home slash water park as a gift to himself, and has found the perfect location, the hillside where kind village leader Pacha happens to live. After Cusco accidentally winds up on Pacha's cart and gets taken to Pacha's village, the two make the long journey back to the kingdom, and Pacha tries to change Cusco's mind about destroying his home. A secret lab, a helpful squirrel, and a bumbling oaf with a heart of gold, the Emperor's new groove. Seeing it for the first time, this was another Disney movie I knew nothing about, except for a llama being involved somehow. And even I'm that, really upset that you knew that. Yeah, even <laughs> that, I couldn't tell you how I knew it, except that Cusco the Llama is on the cover of the DVD, and yeah. I must have seen that at some point. That's super upsetting. Yeah. I also, I, I did enjoy that the central character of the movie is, is almost the villain, and that's the thing that we can talk about later. But I did appreciate getting Cusco's voiceovers early on, where he complains about being the victim when, like, obviously everything is his fault. There just there aren't a lot of unreliable narrators in Disney movies, at least not the ones that I've seen. So it is an exciting twist on storytelling for me. I also really appreciated the voice acting, especially from Eartha Kitt. Yes, she is really good. It's also it's a very self-aware movie with a lot of jokes that address the audience directly, whether it's either breaking the fourth wall in large ways or even just there's a bunch of times when something weird happens and the characters all sort of look at the camera and shrug like yep that was weird Um, so i i don't know i enjoyed that sort of different take on storytelling that it that it had i think that was a huge part of its appeal to at least to i mean maybe that's part of why at first like flopped because it was weird air quotes it's not a traditional disney film but then i think people realize like oh no that's what makes it fun because who doesn't love a little bit of breaking the fourth wall sometimes yeah and i do think that was i know it came out in 2000 so it's a little bit late but i think that was instrumental in the kind of millennial humor we have today as well Mm -hmm. i'm not going to credit emperor's new groove with today's humor but it fits so well with today's humor that I think it was just one of those formative pieces for our generation that all three of us are yeah. a part of. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely. So, Kelly was sort of giving me a look, so I wanted to talk about this one first. Is Cusco the villain? Or is he a villain, at oh, least? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think his story is pretty, like, I don't want to say basic, but it's a classic. You know, a selfish person learns to mm. not be selfish through adventure with better people that he learns to care about. Right. I think it's I think it's because that part of the movie I think aged the least well for me mm-hmm. watching it because it's a humorous thing to do but that part is almost like watching it now as an adult that was the part that I was kind of like I get it I get what you're doing you're narrating you're doing like the bug and the monkey thing where they zoom back too far and he's like what what is this go back to whatever right. we were which is like kind of funny but that's the only part that feels too over the head with, we're doing something different, we're doing something new kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But I never thought about it from we don't get a lot of unreliable narrators. He's and his I think, own villain. He's his own villain. I mean, I think it's pretty clear as soon as he starts talking that he is, in fact, being dramatic and like everything that happened was, right. in fact, his fault. But you did point out when we watched it that it was interesting that he needed to learn his lesson twice. Mm-hmm. Once living the events of the movie, and then once reliving the events of the movie, catching up to where we start in yeah. media res. And I do think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
interesting because the movie sort of has two villains then because Yzma is like positioned as she's the antagonist yeah yeah she's I mean she's certainly cruel towards the peasants and tries to kill Cusco I was gonna say she straight up tries to kill Cusco multiple times yeah it just sort of feels like the entire ruling class is bad oh yeah all of them I love one of my favorite uses of Yzma by like our generation when making memes because there are a lot of Emperor's New Groove memes is the one where she's like you should have thought of that before you became peasants yeah because that's just the whole Republican Party in a nutshell yeah and it's true Cusco also has no idea what he's doing at any point in time being the Emperor and they point out I like when he's dead Kronk points out that nobody seems to care Mm -hmm. or even notice he's gone because it's all sort of the same people yeah. In the ruling class and ruling. It's a very small part of the movie. The movie doesn't really touch on classism or anything because it's the Emperor's new groove and it's loose and fun. Right. There are but llamas. There are llamas. Yeah. And classism. But, but that's like, a little bit. Yeah, she falls into ineffective ruling class who just wants the power for power's sake rather than to actually make a difference. It'd be kind of interesting if she wanted it because Cusco was bad at being emperor because and she was is. like I could be good and then I'd be like alright Yzma like, you put, turn him into a flea and then put him in a box and then put that, that box, box inside yourself. a box and then put it to yourself yeah. and then smash it with a hammer then I would support that more. Yeah. yeah. Yzma is a really good schemer. I like that not only is she the advisor who wants the throne for herself, like that sort of classic thing, but she's also really good at like science. And she has her own secret lab yeah. where she brews these magical poison potion things. She's just she's very capable. One part that I liked that I had not noticed before, but was when Cusco was talking about going to Yzma's secret lab, lab, air quotes. Mm -hmm. And I like that even more because you know Yzma's like, ha ha ha, I have a secret lab, so devious and mysterious. And everyone's like, yeah, she goes down there sometimes. (laughs) We just kind of let her do her own thing. (laughs) We spilled it. Yeah. I I sort of wish that that there was a small scene or two of Yzma running the Empire while Cusco was away. Just to see, like, what sort of decisions she would be making while she was in charge. Yeah. Because I was really interested in that sort of... Like, we get her leading the state funeral or whatever, but then it just sort of cuts to her and Kronk plotting to go actually find the llama and kill him. Um, We got the scene in the very beginning, but she's not ruling yet, but right. she was she's doing Cusco's job, and then he the yelled at her. Which was yeah. to cement, she's not a good person, you shouldn't yeah. want her to have the throne right. over Cusco. Yeah. Do you find yourself sympathizing with Cusco at all? Not at first. He was annoying. I mean... <laughs> he is kind of a brat. No, he's a brat, for sure, but he also, like... They have the scene where he's a baby and he brings yeah. the toy and then he's offered like 10 more of the same toy. So I can see... It's a product of his upbringing, not necessarily that he had a better upbringing and chose to ignore it and become a bad person. Yeah, it seems like no one is to blame for how Cusco turned out, but circumstances naturally turn out someone like that. I'm kind of yeah. interested in his parents and where they went. They the were. movie doesn't need to explain that. Like, yeah. I don't need it in the movie. I just would go to fan fiction for that is what i'm saying yzma says that she basically raised him herself so like is it any wonder that kuzco turned out the way that he did doesn't Krog say that like you think he would have turned out better yes Mm -hmm. yeah so i guess i mean kuzco deserves to not have the throne or to have some sort of adventure 
where he is forced to work or like go to a town. So everything that happens to him is something that should have happened to him, but not in the context that it happened to him. Mm-hmm. Turned into a llama, attempted murder, probably a bit too far. No. But like, what are you gonna do if you're Isma? You know. At that point, he's he's become so full of himself though that he needs to be turned into a llama. <laughs> he can't just like go to a town and live there for a week. Because no. at the end of it, he would not have a story like Lightning McQueen. Where he comes out of it a better person. He probably would not have. He probably no. needs a sturdier hand than Lightning McQueen. Even then, if you sent him someplace for a year, he'd probably be like, only 329 more days until I'm out of here. And he would just keep that mentality the whole time. He needed to be turned into a llama and I mean, go like through his story twice. That something akin to being turned into a llama would have no. happened to him in the span of a year if he no. were to go to a village. But No. There was no Yzma at that village, so he would not have had the same experience. Look, if I am next to Cusco and he's a real person, I'm going to be like, you're going to go to a town. But if I'm writing Cusco's story, I'm going to be like, you're going to be turned into a llama and you're going to be almost killed. Mm-hmm. Because that's just what needed to happen from a story perspective. But, like, I really enjoy Cusco, mm-hmm. so I don't want him to die. I don't want him to die, but I have apparently very little patience and so (laughs) I was like no we're stop I mean his like whole thing is ridiculous it's so over the top destroying someone's home for a water park that like yeah it's not that I don't take it seriously but like I think I would be angrier and more like he absolutely deserves this if it was something smaller like I'm gonna I'm gonna take away Medicare, whatever their version of Medicare is. If he was like, I'm going to take away all these social programs, they'd be like, fuck you, Cusco, you need this. But because it was, I'm going to turn your home into a water park, and that's just so, like, specific and silly and homes. extra. I know, it's bad. And their whole it's life. Like, objectively and their bad. And it's, like, objectively stupid. So it's like, Cusco's just so over the top. He's so I silly. happened in L.A., though. What? When they were building... I think it was LA. They were building a football stadium that they just happened to want to place in this lower income neighborhood. No. So they just kicked everybody out and built a no. football stadium. Yeah, why are you having this that reaction? That can't be happening. That can't be because I did because I thought that that's a cartoon. That's an animated <laughs> movie. What do you mean people are doing this? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I pretty. I don't sure. think they even like needed the stadium. I think they were just like, yeah, we could build another. Yeah. Because there are a lot of football stadiums already. Well, Yzma should go kill all them. Turn all them into fleas. Put them in boxes. And then inside another box. Pail that box to herself. And then smash it with a hammer. Agreed. Agreed. No, it's just, I understand that, like, the whole thing is that he's ridiculous, and it's a movie, and it's a cartoon, and it's meant to be like, la la la, this is funny, but I don't know, maybe I was just in a bad mood, but I was like, ugh, Cusco. I basically was looking forward to the Kronk and Yzma parts, and that was about it. Kronk and Yzma are the best characters in the film. That's just Oh, for sure. Because Pacha isn't even, like, preachy about being a good person, per se. He's just a good person. But I was like, I don't want to hear about how I should be a good person. (laughs) I just want the fun schemes. I want to watch Kronk be a good person while being a villain's henchman. Yes. That's all I want. And yeah. to talk, hear him talk about his spinach puffs yes. and the entertaining scene with the revolving door and Cusco and Yzma going in. I, like, I, like I really like that scene. Yeah. I, I like the the C plot of Kronk just 
being really into cooking. <laughs> yes, everybody loves the C-plot of Kronk being really into Doesn't cooking. Doesn't he, like, take cooking classes in the show? Isn't he, like, a yeah. chef or something? I think so. Yeah. He's really good at home ec, and then yeah. his sequel is about him becoming a chef at that restaurant. Or if yeah. not becoming a chef, then he goes back to that restaurant where he cooks a little good bit. For Kronk. I know. I'm pretty sure that happens. Don't quote me on that, audience. I'm I haven't seen it in a very long time. But I am pretty sure him cooking is a bigger part of... What percentage sure are you? 70? That's not enough. I know that he runs the, the, what is it, what is the junior chipmunk, is that what they're called, junior chipmunks? Yes. Yeah. So. The little, like, Boy Scout, Girl Scout thing? Yeah. It's about him running that and finding a nice lady who also runs that. That I am confident okay. there was at least a scene in the restaurant. We'll and I, see. if they're in there, he's probably cooking. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch it, and then you'll all see, but just me, because I'll be the one watching it. That was a good one. I'm right. It wasn't. No. Yeah. I was curious at the end how much Cusco actually changed, because he does, he becomes a little bit nicer towards people, but he still builds himself a water slide. Like, he's still, like, very focused on himself. Okay, But it's yes. smaller in the next hill over yeah. that is uninhabited. And it's, it like, uninhabited, it's not a but... huge mansion, because they have the close-up of, on the it birdhouse, is, yeah. which is, like, what Cusco-topia was, and then his house is just a reasonable-looking hut. Yeah. And the water slide... Wasn't it a natural slide? I think so. It was like in the side of a cliff. Mm-hmm. So he either just built it into what was already there or it was already there, which to me signifies. According to the IMDb trivia, he was supposed to build the whole water park on the next hill over. And then I think, if I'm remembering this correctly, it was Sting who was yeah. like, you, he didn't learn his lesson if yeah. he builds the whole thing. I God watched, bless Sting. I watched as part of my research. Sting's wife made a whole documentary about the production and the changes that the movie went through. It's That's called fun. It's called The Sweatbox. You can find it on YouTube. I'm going to watch it. The quality is not not great. I'm still going to watch it. But it it was actually really cool to see both the the sort of the creative process that happens behind the scenes at Disney and where the the movie started out being called Kingdom of the Sun and was really interested in like Incan myths and sort of spirituality and it was a little bit it was still funny but it was a little bit more dramatic I think a little less emperor turned into a llama <laughs> I think well and originally Pacha looked exactly like Cusco who had a different name in the beginning oh. and they were gonna do like a prince and the pauper thing where oh, Cusco yeah. Cusco was afraid of being assassinated or something so Pacha was like hey what if we switch places and so I'll then be Pacha the can be assassinated <laughs> right. yeah. and then Pacha pretending to be the emperor falls in love and it's like is my love a lie because I'm pretending to be someone that I'm not and there's oh, this whole it is pretty deep it was nice. a whole like thing with a lot more sting songs in it yeah and then they said over no. like several years they changed it into this so interesting yeah it was a good watch I was, okay. I was, was it? It. but yes that was part of it Sting wrote this whole note at, he like wrote them a letter he's like I don't know if I feel comfortable being part of this project because like at the end he's still not learning his lesson he just has this whole he still builds himself a water park and that's like sort of immoral yeah like the whole <laughs> water park would be immoral but it was just yeah. the one just his just the one house, house in the, the thing. Slide. And I like that you see him and Pacha like hang out. They do the whole yeah. like boom baby thing and then they run and there's the fun little song and it's like Pacha also wants him there because yeah. they're friends now. They're so friends. he just goes they're there neighbors. sometimes and hangs out. They're fravers. 
That wasn't good. Better than Nens. <laughs> what is a Nen? A friend neighbor. What? Why Nen. can't? Why they're Frabers? You have to put the two together. <laughs> it you must really, be done. You really don't. You, you do. Don't, you don't have to do. They're Frabers. Okay, but in the spin-off TV show, they are roommates, and it makes me so mad because he built his house in the movie, and that one detail really maybe there were termites. Well, they didn't say they were termites. They did not say they were termites. (laughs) It just makes me mad. The spin-off show makes me mad because it makes me feel like Cusco did not learn his lesson because he's just the same but worse every episode. I get that, but also I think you're just looking too much into it. No. I think you're just supposed to be like, I liked that movie. Here's a show that has a similar thing. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that way. They should have just taken what the movie did and been like, here's a show because Cusco... What are you going to do now that Cusco's a good person? For well, like, a show. Well, I think Cusco would still be, like, selfish from time to time, just not in as obscene ways as and in the show. Like, he didn't learn his lesson. No, but it's like there's a difference between building a water park and forcing people out of their homes to build a water park and, like, being self-centered and forgetting to check in on people. Like, there's a difference between... You can have different aspects of selfishness. No. So Cusco seems like he would still be relatively self-centered, and he would just be that way from time to time, because yeah. that's who he is as a person. Like, you can still get a lot of really good, like, gags and character gags out of, out of that, because... <laughs> that was good. I still feel like he would be... His personality hasn't changed, just, like, his ideals and his willingness to think of other people. Hmm. Yeah. I've asked this question before, but whose story is it? Is it, it seems like Cusco would be the obvious answer, because it, it starts with him, he's sort of our narrator, he's the one who experiences the most growth, but I guess I could see it also being Pacha's story, or Pacha's story instead, because he's the one that maybe has the most at risk. He has the most at risk, but he doesn't He doesn't grow. learn anything. He doesn't learn anything. He's already cool. And good and kind. Well, he's he's sort of he fills this sort of like lovable, pure of heart hero type role. He's he's kind. He's someone to look up to. He's the character that has like unfailing faith in the goodness of people. But there's like nothing that he learns from it. Like he started believing in people and how they are good, and that's how he ended the movie. And yes, he did have like the most at stake because he was going to lose his house, and he was like the. Was it the tribal leader? Village leader? Village, Village leader. leader. Yeah. And so he would have been letting them down as well. So like he has that all at stake. But he starts and ends the movie the same. The His difference is that now it. he's like friends with Cusco. His like faith is tested, but it just goes back to how it was before. He doesn't really undergo a transformation of any kind. In my opinion. I can see that. I think it's Kronk's movie. Kronk goes. Kronk starts out as a henchman, definitely underpaid, and Certainly. then Isma sets him free by firing him. This is a start for Kronk's self-realization, and I am really happy for him. He gets to go to the place and make and make the food. He makes the food, and, yeah. and he's he realizing becomes... like as Isma's doing this at first, he's just following orders blindly, and then it turns into like I don't know if I should be doing this. This isn't a good thing to be yeah. doing. And then at the end, he he gets to run the little Squirrel Scout 
And he thing. loves it. He loves it. It's Kronk's movie. I don't care about Cusco. <laughs> it's <laughs> a Kronk's new group. You should watch it. All right. I can see that. I still think it's Cusco's story. But again, I was annoyed with Cusco in the beginning and I didn't want to watch him. The movie also, I think, just had kind of a slower start and I was getting a little bit bored. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's another part of the reason why I was looking forward to the Kronk and Yzma parts because they always are so entertaining. Cusco's entrance, Cusco's entrance does take longer than I remember it taking. Like his his intro song, which I like and is fun. Yeah. But he he dances specifically. He dances for a little bit too long. Dances for a little bit too long. Dances for a little bit too long. It just takes a while to get the ball rolling. It yeah. seems like even when they get the ball rolling, you do like one thing, and they drag that out for a while. So it rolls and like then it turns longer. into something else, and it keeps going. It too. And I don't know. So I was quick to dismiss Cusco. <laughs> I didn't like it this much as I or didn't like it as much watching it this time as I did when I was younger. Okay. Do you think, have you changed as a person? Maybe. I don't know. Is that what happened? It was really my story all along. <laughs> I underwent the transformation. <laughs> I do still really like the point, though, where the squirrel's trying to wake up the jaguars and pops the thing, and Cusco prepares for it, and then there's nothing, there's no sound, and then it goes, ha! That was uh, used in, like, every trailer. It has and withstood I think the test of time, though. It has. Like, I think that's one of the key... I think it was used in the trailer because it was one of the key moments that was like, here's how this movie is going to be. On the note of Kronk growing and maybe being Kronk's movie instead of Cusco's, <laughs> uh-huh. in Kronk's new groove, there is a scene. It is in the restaurant. This might be why I remember it so much. Because he's, like, doing something and Cusco enters in the middle of a song and dance number, and Cusco isn't in the movie, he's not relevant at all, so he does the thing where he talks to the camera, and he's like, when you thought we were gonna have a movie and I wasn't gonna be in it? No, I wanna be in it. And then we never hear from him again. And I thought that was cute and fun. And that's what they should be doing with Cusco. He interrupts and does like a selfishly but kind of funny slash relatively harmless kind of a thing. It should have been- He's still a dick, but it's like fine. Krog's show, not Cusco's show. Kronk is universally beloved. Just have a lot of good, positive feelings about Kronk. <laughs> also, Patrick Warburton's voice is just so entertaining. It's, it, I don't know what that man did to get a voice the way that it is. It's just Like, beautiful. I just want to, I want to hear what he sounds like just, like, hanging out. Like, right? he's like, we should watch Netflix. Like, I just want to hear that organically. <laughs> like, is it as funny if you're just speaking or... I don't know. Does it lose its magic? I don't know. Because once I, a friend asked me, who would you give, if any member of the voice cast for Emperor's New Groove were to get an Oscar, like, who would you give it to? Because I am of the firm belief that voice acting should have an Oscar category. And I was like, oh, maybe Patrick Warburton? And he was like, Patrick Warburton just talks. I was like, that's probably true. Like, I think he just goes in, and that's just how he is as a person. Or oh, he has to by do the way, like... should get the Oscar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was great. In the sweatbox, you can hear part of a villain song for Isma that didn't make it into the actual finished product. I love a villain song. And you get to, and you get to watch Eartha Kit in this, in like the sound booth recording it. It's That's it's cool. something. It's really She's good. Having fun. I think all the voice actors had a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, everybody. Especially everybody looked like they were having a lot of good. fun. Yeah. Eartha Eartha Kit leaves Sting a really great voicemail in oh. the movie too that is just it's just perfect she does it like as Yzma almost it's really great I feel really bad for Sting 
<laughs> Who didn't get any songs in the movie except for the end credits? I just one. really like that Sting is somehow very much so a part of this movie. Yes, I know like, he said that he originally had more songs. Was it kind of like how Phil Collins did like all of Tarzan? Was it meant to be like that for Emperor's New Groove? And then it just like there were gradually like, was cut out. A lot more songs. Okay. In the in the original, um, there was a llama song. There was uh, oh, there was like the love song that with Pacha and his love interest or whatever. Okay. There there were at least yeah at least those two and I think there were a few others, but it was going to be much more of a musical like The Lion King is a musical, okay. and that that all sort of fell by the wayside. Hmm. I mean, I I I get it. I, I would like more songs than Emperor's New Crew. I think yeah. they'd be fun. I think they could have had fun ones. But I, I think they could have had the same kind of tone as, like, Hercules. Yeah. If they wanted. And I they think... chose not to. Yeah. Yeah. But That's I won't say song. is one of the best Kronk Disney songs. Kronk could have had a song. God. <laughs> Kronk could have had I won't say. Except Kronk would say. <laughs> Kronk is the opposite of Meg. <laughs> we should email Patrick Warburton and be like, please record. I won't say I'm in love, but as Kronk. I need this now. It's the one thing to ask for in life. (laughs) That's all I want for Christmas. It's going on my Christmas. (laughs) Patrick, you can make this happen. He doesn't look like a Patrick. No. No. But he looks like a Warburton. He looks like a Warburton, that's for sure. (laughs) I like the the sub-theme of the movie of large men with hearts of gold who just won't let Cusco die. <laughs> yes, I know. Cusco's very lucky for that. Yeah. I think a lot of people would let him die. Yeah. Yeah. Except for these two specific men. Yeah. It's, it was just a funny thing that it both happened to line up that we've got two enormous, very kind characters who just look out for this llama. And one of them shouldn't be looking out for this llama. He's literally, his job is literally to kill it. Right. And, and then there's Sasha, who could also just not look out for the llama. Right? And be like, if you're gone, no one's going to destroy Problem my village solved. or my home. Yeah. And yet, they're good noodles. Good noodles. Do you think there is some good in Cusco? I'm kind of skeptical. Really? Yeah. At the end, he still seems... I mean, he, he still seems like the same more or less self-centered guy that he's been the whole movie. I mean, he he's not outwardly a jerk towards the old man that he had thrown out the window. Right. And he's not outwardly mean towards, like, Pacha anymore. But, I don't know, unless the bar for goodness is, like, super low. <laughs> no, I can see that, and I can see why that's how they had the wiggle room for the TV show. Because I can imagine it being, like... Someone says, hey, Cusco, that time you threw that old man out the building, that wasn't cool. And he goes, you know what? That that wasn't cool. That was the old me. And he apologizes to him. And then he turns around directly from that and says, I'm hungry. Let's go to lunch. And yells at a waiter <laughs> and, like, gets them fired or something. And someone would have to say, no, Cusco, remember what we just talked about? Don't do that again. It seems more like if you directly tell him about what he did and why it is bad, he has the capacity now to say, yes, that was bad, my B, but hasn't actually internalized the lesson. Yeah. That's why I wish we had, like, one extra scene that wasn't just Pacha and Cusco hanging out with his new, his new like, lake house, I guess we'll call it, where he, like, 
had Pacha help him understand, like, how to talk to his citizens and, like, maybe policy. I know that might be getting a little bit deep for what Emperor's new group <laughs> yeah. was going for, but I would have loved to see him try to was throw like... that in with the sting song and the water slide. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was actually part of the original movie as they conceived it. It was sort of humble, like, a humble man teaches ruling class guy how to be a good ruler. Yeah, so, like, I feel like Cusco... Sure, isn't going to change overnight. Like, he apologizes to the guy, and he seems to understand being nice is important, and Pacha taught him to value, like, friendship or whatever. So I feel like Cusco would retain the extra parts of his personality that can be dickish, mm-hmm. but where when it, when it counts, he's probably going to be, like, grateful and merciful and consider things more carefully than he did before. He <laughs> hugged, uh, uh, Pacha's wife makes him that... There's a name for Pancho? it. That's it, Pancho, with the mama on it. And he's like happy. You just said Pacha? And that's why I thought I was wrong. I was like, surely that's a made-up word that I'm just saying because it sounds like Pacha. But then Cusco, like, gives her a hug afterwards, and he seems to like it. Whereas I feel like the old Cusco would be like, what are these rags, these peasant rags? Like, that really little scene shows to me that Cusco has a newfound appreciation for little things. I guess. It could be. But I mean... Being thankful for somebody giving you a present and deciding that you're going to build your summer home somewhere that doesn't destroy an entire village. But he, but he it did. It makes me feel like the bar is, we're setting the bar it really also, low okay, for but like like, being a good person. Because, but that was what had to happen because that was what was set up as the requirement at the beginning. Right. Well, yeah, Not building but... a summer home. That's why I wish we had an extra scene. I because also I wish feel we like had an extra scene. The movie is implying, like, I'm I'm taking this and headcanoning it, admittedly. <laughs> I feel like the movie should have had an extra scene, making my headcanon real. No. Where because where he is gradually learning to be a better person through that, because I just think he is way too annoying in Emperor in the Emperor's new school or whatever it's called. But, like he like he resets to start of movie Cusco rather than to end of movie Cusco who still needs some help. But even then, you can argue, when you mention how Pacha's wife made him the poncho with the llama on it, you can still argue that that is, he knows Pacha's wife, and they are neighbors now. So this is a person he has in his catalog of, I should be nice to. Yeah, But would it have been the same thing if someone, random village person, was like, Mr. Emperor... Happy holidays. Here is a poncho. Would he have said thank you and then turned around and thought, oh, yikes. I think he would have said thank you and not thought, oh, yikes. Because of the way he talks to the old man he threw out a window earlier. Yeah, but that seems more like someone told him that throwing out an old man is not a nice Look, thing I to know. do. I like to, th- I mean, okay, yes, but he I'm like... I'm glad that you're trying to see the good in him, but I don't. Like, so. I think there's a difference between being like... <laughs> A microscopically bad person who does hurtful things sometimes because they don't realize they're being selfish and doing hurtful things, but being good on a grander scale, which he's in a position to do because he is emperor. If, like, Poch is his advisor or Krampus is his advisor, then okay. yes. If it's just Cusco left to his own devices and then Poch says, hey, how was work today? And he says, ah, I just killed these people. And Poch would say, what? And then he would justify it with some ridiculous thing. Well, that's, that's why not true. in my headcanon that should be real and is <laughs> definitely implied by the movie, Pacha is an advisor. If not in an official capacity, in like, a, oh, Pacha came to visit Pacha, what do you? Th- I, I have to make this decision. What do you think? 
So that they could have tossed that scene in real quick. Yeah, that's what I, I think just they should back have. In the cat, not like necessarily a politics thing, just sort of a quick, funny, like this man says, I don't know, I need... I cannot think of any example right like, now, okay, but a man goes instance, up and says, can I do this? And Cusco turns to Pacha and says, we, we're going to do this because that's nice, right? And then Pacha says, yes. And then he turns around and he goes, yes, we can do that th- for you. That would be cute. Or something like, hey, get me a uh, glass of milk. And then Pacha, like, um, or he turns to Pacha and goes, what's the word? And Pacha says, please. He goes, please. Like, that you can tell he's cute. trying. Yeah, you can tell he's trying. But I, without that, I don't buy that he's trying. Without being directly told that he should try. I think he needs to be told sometimes, but then as time passes, he would have to be told less. But at the end of the movie? I mean, granted, it's what, three days? Yeah, like it's not a very long time. But. I'm Team Kronk, which means I can't be Team anyone else, (laughs) apparently. I am Team Kronk and Team Cusco and Team Pacha and Team Yzma. Team Yzma Yzma. is Team No One Else. It's Team Amzy. Team Amzy. The Emperor's New School did have some funny jokes. I just... It's also not their fault they couldn't get original voice cast, because John Goodman's not going to record that. I don't know, there are some annoying shows that are, like, good annoying after you watch them. Dave the Barbarian. But... You've got a point... (laughs) Then there are some annoying Dave. shows that as you watch them, you're like, you know, I thought this would get to be, like, good, funny, annoying, and it's not. It's like when I said I didn't like Gene on Bob's Burgers, because Gene is annoying, and you both said, you gotta wait for it, and I said, I've made it through, like, season four, and you said, yeah, it's not there yet. <laughs> it Gene seems is... like Cusco is Gene, I mean... where I'm waiting for him to get to a point where I like him, and it doesn't happen, and everyone says, it's coming, and I believe them. I don't want to wait for it. I get it. Gene has a lot of humor that I just don't really like in the first few seasons of Bob's Burgers, but he also has a lot of humor that I do like, which is yelling things with weird emphasis. He does that. He does. He does that. And I really like that. So Gene is a weird mix for me. I think he's a good character, though. He's a good boy. But Louise does that better. I love Louise and Gina. True. Basically, I love the whole Belcher family except (laughs) Gene. (laughs) Just take him out of there. I don't know. I disagree with you. But I get where you're coming from. Oh, I sort of wanted to talk about the title a little bit, too. I wasn't sure how much of it is a theme of the movie. Like, is his new groove just, like, treating people better? Is that what we're supposed to take from it? I think so. I also don't think it's a great title, but... Okay, isn't it based on the Emperor's New Clothes? Except I don't know that story is the problem. Everyone, hold on, let me look it up. So I, I can, can have come. You can just I can tell, you. tell you what it is. So there's an emperor who's also sort of like Cusco, I guess. He's, He's very vain. Very, very vain, very self-centered. Yeah. And somebody makes him a set of new clothes, which is just invisible mm, which is just him being naked but he's got all these yes men around him who are oh, oh no i remember what it is it's they make him somebody some trickster comes and says he's going to make him clothes but only like the purest of heart or something like the can see them or something i don't think he tells the emperor that i think someone just gives the emperor fancy new digs okay. it's probably a trickster and he might tell the emperor something like, you won't be able to see it, but everybody else will. The emperor is under the impression he is wearing actual clothes. Yes. The emperor and all of his advisors are like, oh, your new clothes, they're so great, but he's actually naked. And then That's finally there's there's a little boy who is the, the one who can see the truth or whatever and is like, hey, 
why does everybody keep saying you've got these great clothes on? <laughs> you're you're naked. naked. Somebody needed to tell you that. I guess and Potch is the little boy. He thinks little boy, right? Doesn't he? Does the emperor learn humility in the original fairy tale? I don't remember. I, I feel like he gets mad at his other advisors for lying to him, but then realizes that it's his fault they were lying to him. Mm-hmm. That Something sounds, like that. That sounds right. Yeah. I wasn't sure how the title of the movie fit the rest of it. Like, I was expecting, like, there could be another version of the movie where Cusco learns to be less uptight or something and take life as it comes rather than keeping to a strict schedule or something. And, like, that's, you know, that's not something that's present at all in this movie, but I would see The Emperor's New Groove being a title for that movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was, I had a little trouble figuring out. No one can see the clothes. No one can see the clothes. Yeah, because they're They not... say they're invisible to those who are unfit for their positions, stupid or incompetent. Oh, so then they all lie. Yeah. So everyone's like, yeah, okay. sure. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, I think the line, you threw off my groove, and then throwing the man out the window, was also used in like every single trailer for yes. it. Mm-hmm. So that was also something I think they were banking on being funny. And it it's not funny in like a laugh out loud way. It's funny in like a haha he's out of the window for something silly kind of a way but it's not like it's a joke that could have been cut it doesn't really do the movie any favors no. and is not representative of the movie as a whole to me I think that was just the writers making can... a mistake and and I don't know what the phrase is they got on the wrong ship I can just see um, or I can imagine someone saying or this was their plan the whole time, to do something similar to the Emperor's new clothes. And then at the end of it, someone says, yeah, except instead of, like, new clothes, he's, like, finding, like, a new groove. And then someone's like, oh, my God, the Emperor's new groove? Is that what we should call it? And yeah. then they all go get lunch and celebrate. That feels like a miscalculation on their part, yeah. calling it the Emperor's new I groove. I think it's also trying to, like, appeal to the youth. Yeah, I feel like it, they, they overestimated how, like, sassy we all were. Yeah. Yeah, but... You got an Emperor's new groove. Yeah. Because he doesn't find... The original title was Kingdom of the Sun, which doesn't fit this movie either. Not at all. It's like they needed a new title. For sure. Uh, But I don't don't know that this was it. They could have... I don't know what I would have called it. I'm not against it, but I'm not for it. Yeah. Like, I I mean... Titles are hard. Titles are hard. I have a really tough time with titles. But even something really simple like Cusco and Pacha could have worked for this. That's not a really good one, but it's about as good as Emperor's New Groove, I feel like. In could being have called it Kong's New Groove. Specific. But that's what the sequel is. Yeah, but they didn't know that at the time. They didn't know <laughs> what a diamond mine they hit with Kronk. <laughs> they were like, we're going to put all of our money on the groove nonsense. And then Kronk came out of nowhere and charmed a whole generation. Kronk seems like... Almost a, a synonymous with Flynn Rider and how they all got the group of women to be like, this is my perfect man. And then they made Flynn Rider. Yeah. It seems like that is also how Kronk was born. <laughs> Everything like he's just a good person. He makes spinach puffs. And he, he talks really to squirrels. About, he really thinks about the moral implications of his actions, even if he doesn't understand what he's doing. Yeah. He's loyal to a fault. Loyal to a fault. I feel like they're brothers. Flynn in ways and that they're not. How they were, how they came to be. 
I would like to know how Kronk came to be. If it was, a, they were like, women, make us a man that you like. <laughs> they didn't care about women back then. That's true. That's true. Yeah, those are my thoughts on the title. I don't really care about it. Okay, good. It's I'm not like, like thinking, I'm not going to like sign a petition like, change it. But it's fine. At this point, it's been the Emperor's New Groove for all these years yeah, that the thought of changing it is like, you can't do that. And I guess sure, it's, it's like, objectively a better title, but no. I guess it like provides a bookend, too, because the first time you see Cusco really be like, like he gets the whole song and dance, you know, he's self-centered, but the first time he's actually mean is when he throws the man out the window. And then the bookend, when they get back to the palace, the first thing you see after he takes the potion is him apologizing to the man. Yeah. So I guess they were, the bookends, I guess they were just really hung up on the bookends. So they think it was a bookend? I know I said that like three it times. I am very tired. <laughs> Don't criticize me. That's all I do. I know. So is there anything else that you wanted to talk <laughs> about? we should get to didn't you say something about no you didn't never mind i'm sad all the sting songs are gone because i really like my funny friend and me but it also doesn't fit the vibe of the movie as it is so i can see i don't think i even know the song like i know we heard it but like i didn't retain that i don't want to sing it (laughs) you have to i don't want to you have to you'll just criticize it again yeah do it do i'll just play it for you I feel like we didn't discuss, I don't really know what to discuss, but I want to make it known that I like Yzma a lot. God, Yzma's so great. She's such yeah. a, like, I don't necessarily think she's a threatening villain. No. Or, like, a menacing one. She's sure, just a she good one. she tries to kill you, and she has the potion to do it, but, like, she's also just too extra to do anything. Yeah. yeah. Really. Paul the letter, crunk. Yeah. Someone with that amount of extra isn't, they're not going to kill you. I, I think her design they want, is really They want fun. the chase of the kill. They don't want the actual kill. I really like... I know it's kind of mean-spirited, but I really like when she wakes up with the cucumbers and Kronk is waking up to be like, that man, he was the guy I saw with the cart. And she's like, what? And the and the cucumbers fall off. And he goes, ah! I really like the joke that she's just ancient. <laughs> I shouldn't still be alive. Because that feels like a very easy thing to do. Just live longer than you should. <laughs> Like, everyone's like, shouldn't you be dead by now? Yeah, what's your point? <laughs> and I also really like when she's when she, like, lifts her skirt because she has a dagger. Oh, yeah, they're like, no, 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 and then it's a dagger. They're like, oh, okay, that's fine. I just yeah. think that joke is really good. It is. I think we have we have our prisoner group to thank for many good memes. People really like taking the pacha, like, the hills sing just right. For, like, anything that's good, like, cook the pasta the perfect amount of time. Or, like, go into bed at 10 p.m. Pacha meme. hard because we keep we're, doing we're the doing, symbol we're doing, and we're doing no one can see it. <laughs> but I guarantee you, the average listener knows what meme we're talking about. I don't. I don't think You're I've not seen the average them. listener. I, know. I don't think I've seen any of the Emperor's it. memes. I'm just going to type in Pacha meme. No, I'm just going to type in Pacha. We're just going to see what happens. Um... The one where he's wow. like, oh, the poison for Cusco. The poison chosen specially to kill Cusco. Cusco's poison is used for a lot of, like, me writing an English essay. Trying to hit the word count. Yeah. Or, like, me explaining my feelings. There it is. Yeah. Came right up. Or, like, people have the ones where you have to hold your earbuds just right to get the sound to work. 
There was one I saw that was really funny where the screen looked really gross. And it was like when you had your computer tilted just the right way so that the sun hits it and sees all the nasty fingerprints on it. And it was funny. Is that totally unrelated. But I learned, I overheard people talking at a bookstore, that Bob Ross, apparently his curly hair was a perm. Because after the war it was very thin. And I guess he decided a perm would help. And then he started doing the shows. And then everyone, like, it became iconic. And so he had to keep it up. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I don't know if we can trust the people I overheard at the store. I was going to say, your sources, these strangers. (laughs) It was just one man, not even multiple. There was no one to, like, confirm it. Was he talking to someone? Yes. Okay. So there there was just one talking. Yeah, it's not like him in one aisle surrounded by no one going, you know what I know about Bob Ross? You never know. Men do that sometimes. They really do. Yeah. I like Bob Ross. Do you like his hair? Because it's fake. <laughs> That's not the real text. Your whole life is a lie. <laughs> Perm doesn't make it fake. It's fake. It's fake. I'm I'm neutral on his hair, but I like him as a as a person. I've watched a lot of Bob Ross. He has a Twitch channel. Oh, does he? That's just old episodes of his show. He has several animal friends. Did you know that? I did not. Good for Bob Ross. Yeah, he has like a chipmunk and a raccoon that will just like come and hang around. So sometimes he'll show pictures of him like feeding his okay. raccoon companion. I like that. Yeah. My friend's parents had a raccoon like before he was born. Just like a little cute one that they like. <laughs> a little, <laughs> they just like. It's like a starter child. Nurtured, <laughs> and they just like nurtured it. Until it was healthy, and they released it back out into the wild. I'm like, God, wish I had a raccoon. Raccoons are really cute. They're frightening, but they're cute. I've seen videos of people who have had raccoons, and they are not great house pets. No, but I want one so badly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I I think it would be worth it. Yeah. You just gotta have that squirt bottle ready to just say no. (laughs) There was one where it, like, had gotten into the cabinets... That and just like kept running around through <laughs> through all of the cabinets Good. and like throwing stuff down at them. It's like baby proof them. Yeah. But they're probably smarter than a baby, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm not wrong. You can no, laugh. No, you're not. And that's what this is making me so bad that you're not wrong. Like, you know that the raccoon absolutely would go to the cabinet at night, and even though it's the one under the sink with all the chemicals, so they have to have, like, the really good baby proofing on it, they know exactly what to do, because they like the smell of the dish soap. <laughs> and they've got hands. They and they've got hands. <laughs> As opposed to babies who don't have hands. <laughs> they barely know how to work. <laughs> they don't. We keep holding out, like, things for Autumn, my niece, and she has sometimes good, like, depth perception and can grab it, and sometimes she's just wrong. I love when babies are wrong, though. entertaining. She goes to grab, like, the spoon and just goes here. I'm like, almost. You're nearly there. Not quite. All right, that's it. Should we talk about the next episode? 
I yeah. literally don't remember what we picked. What are we discussing? Um, well, I'm wait. Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you the synopsis okay. of the movie. Okay. Let's see if this will help me guess. Yeah. I'm sure you... Nine-year-old Kevin is a curious, lovable scamp who's allergic to everything and always manages to get himself into trouble. One day, Kevin is off exploring far from home when he stumbles across the secret hideout of the notorious biker gang, The Stingers. Not wanting to give away their location, Buzz, the leader of the gang, orders his henchmen to kill the boy, and they rough him up and leave him for dead in the woods. But Bumble, Buzz's right-hand man, has an attack of conscience and goes on a mission to save Kevin's life, making the long journey into town to get the boy the medical attention he needs before the gang hunts him down, too. Also, did I mention they're all bees? That's right. It's My Girl meets Balto meets A Bug's Life. A heartfelt action-adventure drama from Pixar Studios, and our next movie on Catching Up David, it's B-Movie. B-Movie wasn't made by Pixar. <laughs> it's the one thing I got wrong. <laughs> the one thing. Yeah. At first I got really mad. Not like really mad, but tiny mad. Because I thought, when you said Kevin, I thought you went over my head and didn't go for Home Alone. <laughs> and I was like, how come when I said Hocus Pocus, we had to run this by Hallie, but Hallie says Home Alone, and we don't run this by Kristen. No, because last week, Kristen and I realized that we had a major oversight on both of our pop culture canon lists, which was B-Movie. B-Movie's amazing and should be part of any pop culture it, list. Yeah, so we are rectifying that immediately. Yeah. yeah. It went straight to the We're top. Gonna watch Expedited. Nine-year-old Kevin. Yeah. Nine-year-old Kevin and fight the, off the stingers. And Bumble. 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 On their adventure. As they're left for dead in the woods. <laughs> Everybody's gonna beat it except for Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's That's charm. part of his charm. You a... said they're all bees. All the gang is bees. Oh, all the gang is the bees. The gang is bees. Okay, okay. everyone's a bee. Kevin's just a person. Child allergic to... So wait, is Bumble a bee or not? What, what would you say? What would you say? <laughs> Bumble's a bee. I thought your synopsis was very unclear. Bumble is the right-hand man of Buzz, the leader of the Stingers. So of course he's a bee. Oh. Okay. Okay. Haven't you seen this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we saw different bee movies. Alright, so join us next time for that thrill ride, and uh, thank you for listening. Adios. I was going to say Donata, but I was like, wait, <laughs> that's not correct. That's your welcome. Uh, salut. That's French for see you later. About. Bispater. <laughs> I didn't say that wrong. No, I didn't say that wrong. I didn't say that right. Bisbal? Trying to say German. We'll see you later. Off Weather Zane? No, it's goodbye. I'm trying to say okay. see you later. So you're copying me. Adios. <laughs> Bye everyone. <laughs>